welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Today, the conversation is going to be both inspirational and practical. The topics we're covering include singleness and ministry, as well as the power of networking and collaborating. But before we get into it, allow me to read one listener review. Darius Youngblood had this to say, really dope podcast. I love how it talks about the things that we as Christians would love to hear about, but probably never will within the church. Mental health focus is definitely a conversation that I enjoy hearing about, especially being a black male. Great podcast all around. And so, hey, Darius, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to leave that review. So, friends, if you love this podcast and you listen to it specifically in Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a rating and a review. But now let's talk. My guest today is Jackie Horbrook also known as Jackie the Educator. She is a millennial trailblazer from Chicago. With a master's of education and a bachelor's degree in business, she hopes to become known as a kingdom solutionist. I love that term. I have to update my resume and add that to my and add that to my repertoire as well. So she wants to become known as a kingdom solutionist through her internet show called Higher Learning, through her counseling initiatives in Chicago, and her music ministry, at her local church. She aims to edify the body of Christ any way that she can. As an ordained minister, her primary focus will always be to enhance the kingdom of God using all the gifts that God has given her. Hashtag amen. Jackie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, man. I'm so excited to be on here. I really appreciate the invite. Most definitely. So before we dive too deep, I just want to ask, like, how has quarantine life been treating you? You know, for me, it's been uh, this, it hasn't been a big difference. I'm already an introvert. So, you know, I'm very much so used to time with myself and just, you know, being someone who's in the house a lot. So that wasn't a big difference. I think for me, my biggest change was how many extroverted friends I had that were not dealing with it well. Um, so I've just been trying to teach them some of my my methods of coping with your your self time. So that's been pretty cool. But, you know, outside of that, just working and trying to keep busy with all the things I have going on. Man, the introverts out here thrive. And so pray for your extroverted friends. They need <laughs> prayers. So just curious, yeah. man, what is your like, got a go-to snack or go-to hobby while you've been in quarantine? You know, I have some bad snacks that I should not say <laughs> or eat, but I'm a big candy person. And so I like sour patches and sour strings, all that good stuff. And, you know, for me, that's been like the one that I'm trying to wean myself from. Um, so that's been a big thing. And then obviously I work a lot. So Lord knows he's been getting some goodness out of me during this time because I've just been focusing in. It's like not a lot of distractions these days. So you know, that's been kind of my hobby is just kind of, you know, working on the stuff that I'm building with BCI. It's really fun, though. That's the thing I love about it is that I love what I do, especially working with people like you. <laughs> Thanks for that, man. That's that is a blessing there that um, what you do for work is also a hobby. A lot of people are not blessed to have that. Yeah. So that is awesome. So we're going Absolutely. to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to address the elephant in the room, um, known as racial tension. 
And I noticed on your website that you offer training both online and in person. Probably the in-person part would be after COVID. So I, yeah. I want to ask you this. <laughs> what exactly, it's kind of a two-part question. What exactly is diversity and also what diversity is not? Because I feel that some organizations, they aim for diversity, but they fall short with mere assimilation. Yeah. Now, see, that's a big thing. I think we know diversity as being a lot of things, not just specifically with race, but with cultural upbringings and even geographical location. It's so many different things with diversifying uh, spaces in general. But, you know, as we've seen it as of recently, the race has been a huge um, issue for a lot of people. And we've been seeing the lack of diversity in spaces that should have it, especially the ones that are really big on collecting minority dollars. And so, you know, I think that a lot of us has, have really been open to this whole issue of diversifying companies that we are traditionally looking to for our products. So I'm, I'm looking now to kind of see how, how I can even contribute to that especially as it's concerned to BCI because diversity is such a wide range of things. And so for me, it's even diversifying how many men and women we use. How can we diversify the age ranges, <laughs> not discriminating with ages? And, you know, of course, race is just a big one with how we even are able to treat each other in, in certain sectors. So I think that we have a long way to go, but a lot of us are finally seeing that it's important for us to tackle the issue of diversity. I love how you 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 brought the new the nuance to diversity how it's bigger than race and so i'm also excited about um different things i've been seeing on social media with companies being uh, more intentional with that but like i say we have a long way to go so let's continue um to do work so yeah. my next question is is very broad and i just know from your experience that uh you could talk about each of these things on like multiple episodes but yeah yeah <laughs> could you speak to <laughs> singleness motherhood and ministry like you have such a unique perspective in the kingdom and I want to hear it and I want my audience to hear it as well yeah honestly I think <laughs> it's something I'm still kind of growing into um the whole singleness is new for me I actually was married and you know I tell my testimony often that my ex-husband had severe PTSD and it calls for me to have to leave with my children just to be safe, right? And so getting back into this whole singleness thing has been, you know, kind of difficult because when I was single before, it was totally different. You know, life didn't have all of this social media uh presence and all of this necessity of posting and tweeting and looking up the person, all of that wasn't like as big as it is right now. So right. it's a different type of beast to be single these days. And, you know, I'm navigating that, but I try my best to be transparent, even in that walk, because I think everything can be used as a testimony. And, you know, I think even for me in my walk of purity and maintaining the fact that even though I was married and I'm single again, we have to be careful with, you know, how we, we date, how we operate, how we interact with people. You know, it's a lot of opportunity to sin. But, you know, if we are intentional, you know, we can do things the right way. And that goes for divorcees and, you know, people who are, you know, maybe out of the game and maybe just now getting back into it. 
all of it has to be um, done with God in mind. And, you know, nobody wants to be a prune, but you definitely want to make sure that you're being saved in your interactions. And I'm not sure I'm in the, in the my dad wants to bring back the group dating stuff and all of that. <laughs> I'm not sure I would take it that far, but I definitely think that singles, we got to be careful with each other and how we interact because there is so yes. little room for us to slip up and we can't, you know, make mistakes that would take us down the wrong path. But, you know, that's my journey with singleness. I think for me, even motherhood is just different now, you know, versus being a mother with a father in, involved, but you know, now just being a single mother, it's something that I'm learning. You know, you have to have grace with yourself. You can't, you know, be superwoman. You got to make sure that you're able to do what you can and then ask for help with the rest. <laughs> I'm, I'm really quick now to ask for help. Whereas when I first became a single mom, I was just kind of hesitant. I wanted to do it all. I wanted to be the mother and the father. And I just wanted mm. to, to make everything good for them. But I realized that rather than making everything good, I made it worse because the girls felt like, you know, something was wrong. They can feel, you know, when mommy is stressed, they can feel when mommy is just like tired. And that to me was like not I was something I wanted to continue. And so I finally started to open up to my family and got support from my friends. And then it started to become healthy with being a single parent and, you know, taking care of my two girls. So I would just encourage any single parents or single mothers, just, you know, use your community. Don't be afraid to ask for help when you can and, you know, have grace with yourself. The house won't be perfect every day. You're working with a one parent household and most likely you're working a full-time job. So you know, it won't be perfect, but you'll get through it. So yeah, those are just kind of my takes on singlehood and mommyhood. And I think the other one was ministry, just throwing that in. Like for me, it's like not something separate. It's just another piece of how I operate with it. So, you know, as a single person operating with integrity, like that's ministry, you know, who you interact with, who you date. Can you go back to those people and they still say you're saved? Like you better preach. <laughs> That right there is something that a lot of people can't do, you know, and it's very much a, a, a ministry for you to be able to not hurt people and wound them. Um, I've had my fair share of like bad breakups, but, you know, the more I do this, the more I realize that that is a tool for ministry. You can hurt people in a way that causes them to fall further away from God, especially if you say you represent God, like you can't be, you know, representing them bad. And then, you know, people got bitter taste in their mouth whenever they think of you and Jesus, like that's not, <laughs> that's not going to work, you know? So I definitely am for people doing things the right way. I've definitely learned from a lot of my mistakes and, you know, I take it, it a step at a time and I do my best to be uh, careful with people. So I don't hurt them in a way that will tear them away from Christ. Um, and again, a ministry is even in your, your motherhood, your mothering, your, your children, <laughs> you know, how you rear your children. Like these kids are going to grow up with what you put inside them. That is ministry at its finest. There is no closer relationship that will get, you know, from any interactions that you've had than that of a mother and your child. Like you have to be able to put the word in them. So yeah, that's ministry. And everything that I do in life is just for me ministry. Jackie, you said a mouthful 
like listeners, you may want to pause, rewind and listen again. I love how you mentioned that you're still growing and like just give ourselves grace. And thank you so much just for your transparency and just sharing um, your story about divorce and everything else that you shared. And I just want to encourage the listeners, man, embrace and enjoy your, your singleness. And even in your singleness, as Jackie said, I mean, lean on your support system. This life is not meant to be, you know, experienced alone. And that was just so good. I have like just just a quick follow up question before we move on. Just there's a lot of parents out there right now and they're doing something that they have not been prepared to do. They are parenting in the midst of a pandemic. Like what Mm -hmm. what encouragement would you give to them? Like what what are some things that has worked well? Just just speak to that, man. Mm. Pray like <laughs> come on. It's a struggle, man. Like it's it's not a notion that is explainable. You kind of have to be in it and see for yourself that you know twenty four seven with your children is a lot. Like I mean, it's for me been a learning experience of just how much I love teachers and love school. Like <laughs> I'm gonna make sure when they go back to school that I have some flowers and apples for them ready because they deal with a lot. Our right. kids are, you know, not always angels and a lot of times we don't get that side of them, but you know, when they go away to school, you know, the teachers get to see another uh part of them and so I'm just learning that for myself. And I think a lot of parents, we just got to be, we have grace with ourselves and, you know, get breaks when we can, like try our best to just, you know, stay sane if it's running to the bathroom and locking the door and just spending some time in there alone, you know, just do what you can when you can. And, you know, hopefully this will be at a point where we can start to get back to normalcy at, at some time. But right now we're just surviving day by day and I'm just waiting <laughs> for school to start again because, you know, Lord knows I need a break. <laughs> so, Jackie, thank you so much, man. You you kept it 100 with, with, with saying that and you just offer a perspective that I don't have because I'm an uncle, but I'm not a parent. That's totally two different things. So, so Jackie, you are the founder of the organization called Black Christian Influencers, um, better known as the BCI. So I want you to, like, what exactly is that? And why did you create this organization? Well, I created it, honestly, because I was lacking specific things. I did not have, uh, I guess, a clear idea of how to reach my target market. I started a show. um, Actually, it was a podcast before I even started BCI called Higher Learning. And I wanted to find a way to reach the right people. Like, you know, how do I reach these Christian millennials, these people who are going to be in leadership and, you know, and thinking about that and trying to solve that problem, BCI came about because I was like, okay, well, how about I gather them all together first? (laughs) And after I have them together, then we all can have a space to share what we're doing and, you know, be able to help each other out. Right. And so as I started to gather them together, more and more people just jumped on board. And I'm like, man, that's some really great people. I wish I had more ways to share them. I wish I had more ways to show like how many good things are out here. And, you know, there came the the platforms that I created and it just kept snowballing. And finally, I'm like, wait a minute. So I think it was less about me 
promoting my show and more about me being a person who's able to help other people with Mm -hmm. what they're doing. And so in finding or looking for what I thought was my solution, I ended up being a solution to so many people. So I'm just grateful and it's, it's growing. It's been only a year and six months. And I can tell you like God is just doing some things that are just blowing my mind. That that is amazing, and I am a proud member of the the BCI, and happy to be a part of it. Just yeah. networking and uh, collaborating. So thank you so much for um, obeying God and using this platform to bring us together. So, and with this, yeah, with this, absolutely. yeah. <laughs> so with this new generation coming up, like the thing, like you got TikTok, you got Instagram, and people want to be social media influencers. But more specifically, what do you what do you say? What does it mean to be a Christian influencer like yourself? Yeah, honestly, it's it's a term that we sometimes hear and people are just kind of tuned out because there's so many bad influencers out here or people yes. who aren't really real. Um, but my idea of a Christian influencer it's just someone who basically operates in integrity and shows the the love of Christ through their interactions through social media. And I really wanted to take that terminology and show people what it should look like. You know, there are a lot of people influencing people and they shouldn't. And I wanted to make sure that there were voices out there that were influencing people that needed to be um, addressed. And so, you know, from the attorneys to the doctors, to the speakers, to the pastors, the podcasters, there are so many people doing amazing things that, you know, I feel like should be influential in people's lives. And this was just my way of trying to showcase that better. Um, So yeah, the influencer term, obviously we've seen what it was, but you know, I want to make sure it's something that makes more sense for who a Christian influencer should be. I like that, how you took the word influencer and just redeemed it and mm-hmm. and just explained to it, like, what does it mean to be a Christian influencer? Because, I mean, the Bible is clear in Matthew. He calls us to be light and salt. So we, I mean, Jesus was the originator of that term. It just didn't use influencer, but he called us to be light and salt. So the BCI is about networking and collaboration. I recently listened to and watched one of your YouTube videos about networking. And man, I was... Usually I will listen to YouTube videos while I'm doing something else, but I had to pause so I can take notes so I can go back and later apply this. So could you share with my audience? Yes, definitely. Could you share with us just the value and the importance of networking and collaborating? Yeah, like I I tell people all the time that before social media was known as that, it, it was called social networking. And a lot of us missed the fact that networking is what it was intentionally made for. And the fact that we don't know how is just mind boggling to me. Um, we have to take that back to, to really utilize it properly. And, and I do my best to share with people that, you know, if you don't network, don't expect to have results in whatever you're trying to do. Um, networking goes beyond just posting a flyer and, you know, trying to get people to promote whatever you're doing, but it goes into really being interested in what people want and what people do, being responsive. And as people learn how to have conversations and respond to people, that's when they'll start seeing results in whatever else they're doing. But until we can get back to this genuineness of just knowing and learning about people, you know, we're going to have a lot of people just putting out stuff that won't go places. Like, 
it's going to take a comprehensive effort of putting out good content and taking the time to get to know people. And I do it in seasons. Sometimes I'll do a lot of content creation and then some seasons where I'll do a lot of just networking one-on-one with people, inboxing, having calls and, you know, doing that because I I know that there's an important balance to growth that requires both. So, you know, I just try to share that with people too. Like you see the growth that, you know, we've had in such a short time, but that the trick is that literally we do a balance of talking and connecting and doing content and promotion. Like if you don't have both, you won't see the type of growth that people want. So, so thank you so much for just speaking to that, that topic of networking and collaborating because it's great that we understand it is more than just creating good content, but we need to be building good relationships. So thank you for speaking to, thank you so much for speaking to that. And just, even when you say there's social media, how you said social media network, it just kind of like a light bulb went off in my head. Like, man, we should be using social media for more than just, you know, entertainment and memes, but also for networking, man. So thank you so much for that. And so I, I just yeah. want to know, like, there's this concept called like the cra- the crab in the barrel mentality. How one crab try to get out, and all the other crabs are doing what they can so the other crab won't get out. So I said all that to say this: What do you think keeps us from collaborating more? I think that we are sometimes too engulfed in our own thing. Like we put so much work into our vision, our thing, our whatever we're doing, our projects, that we lose sight that there are other things that God is doing as well. Like everybody is have has an assignment. God has given everybody something else to do. And when we focus too much on just us, we lose sight of the bigger picture. We lose sight even of what's really important. You know, sometimes we got to take a step back and say, God, is this what you need right now? Like, we have so many overlapping things happening and I'm, I hate overlapping, uh, anybody who I know, like, okay, if you're doing something that similar to what I'm thinking about doing, I'm a big fan of collaborating. I hate the fact of, okay, well you're doing that and I'm doing the same thing that literally can be combined and have more effectiveness. But, you know, again, it goes back to us communicating and networking with each other to even know what we're doing. You know, we sometimes don't even talk to each other until we we want something or we're trying to promote something. It's just, you know, a part of, you know, life that a lot of us has fallen into, but I definitely think that we we have to get out of that if we're going to start to see, you know, some things happen, especially in the kingdom. We can't be so into our own lives that we don't see anything else. Jackie, this this conversation has been so enriching and there's so many good nuggets of wisdom and just super practical as we talk about singleness and ministry and parenting, social media, and so much more. And so, man, our our country, really the world, but specifically talk about our country, has been rocked with this pandemic, with this quarantine life, with the new normal and like social distancing. What words of encouragement would you give the people? I would say that, you know, for us to just be be okay with not having all of the answers. Um, we are obviously in a very difficult place with all of the things that have transpired. 
literally back to back. I mean, from the COVID-19 to the George Floyd incident and the rioting and everything that's really kind of bubbled over during this time, you know, we got to just understand that God is still in control and we, we have to be okay with not having all of the answers right now. You know, we can't explain why, you know, such tragedies would happen and why, you know, God would even allow certain things to take place. But, you know, with us, it's just a matter of trusting him. Um, he has a bigger plan and he he's going to set order. He's going to give justice where it's due. And, you know, it's just got to be in his timing. And I think for us, it's just a lot of just trusting and realizing that we got to let it go. We can't have control and we can't expect things to happen when we want them. Just be patient in this season. I think that's probably the biggest takeaway is just be patient. I mean, that was some awesome words of encouragement, like be okay with not having all the answers, man. So let's transition real quick to our lightning round. I got three questions for you where you're going to answer in 30 seconds or less. Here we go. What are you most grateful for right now, Jackie? I am grateful for my two daughters. I love them with everything. And even though they drive me crazy, <laughs> they still bring me a lot of joy. So I'm, I'm grateful for them. Good, good. What do you do for self-care or one thing that you do for self-care? I actually really like puzzles. Um, I like those 500 to 1,000 puzzle pieces. Um, those are pretty fun for me. So I do those a lot. I even do some 3D puzzles. So I'm kind of a nerd that way. <laughs> That's a good way to, way to embrace it, though. So, Jackie, thank you once again for just hopping on the podcast and just sharing wisdom. Man, as your brother in Christ, I just want to publicly say that I'm proud of you just for using all. Thank you. Yes. And emphasis on that word all, using all your gifts for the kingdom. I mean, from the Internet show to the YouTube channel to the blogging, the social media presence and so much more. Yeah. Thank you, man. I'm so excited about what you're doing, even with this podcast. I know that God is going to give you everything that you're looking to receive. Just keep going, man. I'm, I'm loving what I hear so far. I receive that. Thank you, man. And y'all, to connect with Jackie, I'm going to put her website in the show notes, uh, but it's www.jackietheeducator.com. And so to you, my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And I just want to challenge you to use every gift talent and skill that God has blessed you with. The world needs you and what you have to offer. Man, I like to say it like this. In the year that you was born, God looked down at the world and said that the world at this time needs you. So he sent you. So this if this show has added value to your day, consider doing me a small favor. Share this podcast with your friends on social media or text or email or all three of those ways. And last thing for real, 1 Corinthians 12 and 12 says this, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. Specifically in this season of civil unrest and racial tension, please be intentional in this way. Yes, speak the truth in love, but also continue to be united and keep working together because we're better together. <laughs>